Fun fact, I was voted best tweets in high school and all I would do was roast my dad on the internet. Sounds ridiculous? It's cause it was. Anyway, cue the drums. Welcome to A Patch of the Blue. We're all hypocrites. I think that's pretty safe to admit. I think that's a pretty universal truth if you ask me. I'll be the first to admit when I'm a hypocrite in any situation, that's a new initiative that I'm taking in my life. When I mess up or I say something and I do the complete opposite, I want to be the first one to say, yep, offender number one right here. I am a hypocrite. And the entirety of last episode, I'm spending the entire time saying scrolling through social media is so bad for you. You shouldn't do it at all. You you should be using your time better. And what did I do today? I had one of those 15 second sessions that turned into about an hour easily just kind of sitting there scrolling it's so bad it's so bad sometimes i'll find myself watching tv and then i'll put my phone down and the commercial comes back on and then i'm back on my phone and then the show's back on and i'm still on my phone and i'm not even looking at anything i have no idea what i'm looking at i'm just kind of going back and forth i close out instagram close that out and i bring up tiktok i close out tiktok and i go back to instagram because maybe i missed something on instagram then i close that out then i go to youtube and youtube and i'm like i don't want to watch a video and i close that out and i go back to instagram it's ridiculous we're so conditioned to just be staring at the screen, staring at the screen. They're winning the game, and I'm contributing when I do stuff like that. So when I do things that go against everything that I say, I need to be the first one to admit my own faults so I can get it right out of the way. I'm not trying to be this all high and mighty type of person. No, I have my flaws. We all have our flaws. Temptation has existed since the beginning of time. And yep, I gave into the temptation today of just looking through my phone repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. And just like anybody else, all I can do is work my hardest to try to break that habit. But the real focus of today is we're all going to bite into the metaphorical apple. In this case, we're all going to scroll through social media. So if you're going to do it, what's the best way that we can use it to make the most out of our time? I'll give you a hint. It's in the name. I'll give you another hint. It's not the media part. It's the social part. It's social media for a reason. We love to use it for the media purpose. We love scrolling through content, 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 content. That means absolutely nothing to us, but we scroll through it anyway. The social part. That was the original design for social media, or that's what they like to tell us. That is the original purpose of what social media was supposed to be. When you can't be with people in person, you can still be with them online at all times. Instead of just one-sided consume, consume, consume from the shadows, no interaction with any creator you're consuming, with any friends or family members whose Instagram posts, whatever, Snapchats, do people my age use Snapchats? I really don't. That's a really bad segue. I didn't segue at all, but I don't really use Snapchat. Anyway, consume, 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 consume. Instead of doing that, interact. Just like you would in real life. You don't watch from afar when you were, when you were four on the playground. I, I did sometimes. I was kind of socially awkward. But you shouldn't, right? You, you're supposed to interact with all the other kids. When you're in school, you interact with all the other people around you in your real life, right? We have the distinction between the real life and the social media life. But they're becoming so entangled more and more by the day. When you're on social media, interact. It's the best way you can use it. Best way to make use of your time. That's why I started this. That's why I quit journaling. I've been very vocal over the past couple of episodes about my distaste. I won't call it hatred. I won't call it dislike. Just a distaste for journaling as a whole. I had looked up many different styles of journaling that you could do. 
There was the, Dear Diary, today I had a ham sandwich. I went to school and I hid in the bathroom because I didn't want to go to class. Then I came home and then I went on social media for two hours and I went to bed. That style of journaling was not it for me. I didn't want to do that. What I went with was the gratitude form of journaling. This is where you don't necessarily have to write every day. I try to do it three to four times a week. And sometimes when you're not having the best of days, it's raining, you get caught outside, you don't have your umbrella. Now your clothes are all wet, and you got to go into work and you look a little ridiculous. And you're like, this is the worst day ever. You come home at the end of the day, you take the 20 to 30 minutes, you write down five things that took place throughout your day that makes you realize, hey, today wasn't so bad after all. Uh, The sun eventually did come out. Uh, I held the door for a stranger and we had a very nice conversation. I had a great dinner with my family. Um, I watched my favorite show on Netflix. It was great. And I I got a good night's sleep. That's five, right? I did quick maths. It gets you back into that mindset that those little petty problems that in the moment we think are so world breaking. Oh my gosh, everything's just going to come to an end. They don't matter. It brings you back down, gives you that perspective. That aspect of the journaling, I did really like. I still use that in my day-to-day. I don't necessarily write it down anymore, but sometimes when I'm in the car and I've had a long day, I still think through five things in my head. I don't want to come off and sound like I'm being an entitled little you-know-what because I quit in journaling about gratitude. No, I still love the gratitude part. What I didn't love about journaling itself was it was for my eyes only. When it comes to writing in a journal, Ideally, the only person who is going to see the inner workings of your mind is you, yourself, and uh, you? That sounds really weird. Me, myself, and I, right? (laughs) That's the only person that sees your journal, that sees your inner thoughts, unless somebody comes into your bedroom and, let's be honest, steals your diary. In my case, it would be my diary. Go ahead. It's it's really not that interesting. I think there's really a line in there. I, I need to go take a look, but I'm pretty sure it was like, I'm so grateful that it was sunny today riveting absolutely riveting wow such a writer that's what i mean though it's just for you you're writing stuff down it's you reflecting upon your own thoughts which can be good i'm a big practicer in that i love to reflect but what i wanted was the feedback for me writing my thoughts down for me to only see was not the best form of reflection that i could have had i like saying my thoughts out loud better than I like writing them down. I like it for a couple of reasons. For one, when you say it out loud, this could just be me, but when you say it out loud, you make it more real. You ever sit in English class and you're writing an essay and you're writing down a sentence and you're like, this is fire. This is going to be great. My teacher's going to love this. And then the teacher says, all right, read your sentence out loud. And in reality, that fire sentence just says there was a fire in the neighborhood where there was a fire and there was a fire and a fire was in the neighborhood. And now you're like, oh, yeah, maybe that thought that was in my head that I just wrote down wasn't so great after all, because I see all the people around me going, what did he? Yeah. When you say it out loud, it makes it more real. And actually saying the words allows you to reflect better than you would just writing it down. The second aspect, my personal favorite, is when you say something out loud to the masses, you are having an open invitation for feedback. At least that's my opinion on it. I think anything that you put out to the masses and you say, here is my idea, you should be more than willing to receive feedback. I think having an open mind in all situations is one of the most beautiful characteristics that you can have. Being so willing to accept other people's perspective 
hear what they have to say, hear if they agree with you, hear if they disagree with you, see how they view the world. That can make all the difference in your own personal life, especially when it comes to topics that most people will choose to write about in their journal, such as like anxiety and worry. You're usually writing it to yourself and you're just reflecting your own thoughts. When you start to hear other people's perspectives on such difficult topics that we still don't talk about enough, that can be truly illuminating. First of all, it lets you know you're not alone. My personal favorite, as I've said multiple times, but second of all, it allows you to get some insight to see what do people do, what are the things that they do to help ease their anxieties and worries? Who do they speak to in times where they just need someone to confide in or they need to hear someone else's perspective to help put everything in their world back into perspective? It's that interaction that's the game changer. People will say in the business world, oh, your network is your net worth. True, it's about who you know sometimes, but when it comes to our own personal headspace, Just, I don't want to call it networking. I don't like that word, really. When it comes to interacting with other people, when it comes to genuinely wanting to reach out and just hear what people have to say, that can be the ultimate game changer for you. And that's what I love most about this podcast is that anybody who chooses to do so can fire back their perspective at me and I am more than willing to listen to any perspective on any topic. I think it's the best aspect about all of this. And yeah, doing this podcast, that's being on social media. I post these on YouTube. I post them on Spotify. I post some clips on Instagram and TikTok, all these other platforms. That's social media. But at the same time, while I'm posting, I'm actively trying to get feedback. I'm actively trying to interact with other users because that social aspect of social media is the best thing that you can do to make the best use of your time. But again, but again, twice in one episode, we're all hypocrites. Every single one of us is a hypocrite. This all sounds well and dandy, but an idea, going from an idea to being put into practice is much easier said than done. Another hard question for you. I know a lot of hard questions lately. I'm sorry. Gotta ask the tough questions to get to the nitty gritty of it all. I could have come up with a better term. Anyway, how many of us, how many of us have had that golden idea pops up in your head, the light bulb goes off, and you say, I'm going to pick up that new hobby. I'm going to learn this new skill. I'm going to try and make something happen. You think about it, and you think about it, but instead of actually going out and taking that action, you let that idea fade away into oblivion. It's a funny thing. For me, I don't know if this is the same for everybody else. I'd love to hear your perspective on this, but the more that I think about something, the less likely... I am to actually do it. The more I think about how fun something would be or how cool it would be to start something new, I think about it and I think about it and then I get a new idea like, oh, I could go down this avenue. I could add this aspect to it. And I continue to think about it and think about it and think about it and then it's gone. It helicopters away. I'm just thinking about it too much and it flies away. I said last episode that the social media opportunity cost is the largest opportunity cost that we don't talk about. The same can be said with the idea of daydreaming. Daydreaming has a very high opportunity cost. The amount of time that you spend daydreaming about what could be instead of actually taking the action and making it a reality, whoa, that opportunity cost can be 
devastating sometimes. When you're in that place that you don't want to be and you're daydreaming about where you could be, you have an idea of how you could get there, you have it laid out, you've actually written something down, you've talked about it to other people, you have a roadmap from going from point A to point B and you want to stay at point B and you just let it stay a daydream, that can be devastating for you. That's the type of thing that you'll look back on And I don't like to use the term regret a whole lot, but that's the type of thing for me personally. It's the things that I didn't do that result in regret. I've said this before. This podcast for me would have been the thing that I look back on probably in two to three years time and I would have said to myself, whoa, I kind of wish I would have started it. I I really don't know what it would have been. I have no idea what it would have been because I never gave it a shot. If I never gave this a shot, then I think I would have regretted that. At least now, at the end of the day, I can say I gave it a shot, and hopefully at the very end of the day, I can say I gave it my all. I really tried. I put a lot of passion into this, and this was the result. And at the end of the day, that's all you can say. But it's much better than looking at yourself in the mirror at the end of the day and saying, yeah, I never tried. When I talk about making social media social, I don't want to just say it to all of you and say, go out into the world, take my message. Ah, I don't know what that was. I don't want to be that kind of person. I acknowledge my own fault. I just told you, I didn't take my own message today. I'm going to try to be better. There are times where I'll say some stuff and then I'll go home at the end of the night. I am home right now. What am I saying? I'll go sit down at the end of the night and immediately I'll just go back into the same mode and I don't even listen to what I just said. It's a hard reality to admit, but it's something that I've got to admit because that's the type of person that I want to be. I want to be the type of person who says something and then does the action. I don't want to be a hypocrite. It's not fun. It's not fun for anybody. Making social media social was something that was scary for me. It was something new. Only my friends will know about this. I didn't really have social media before I started this. I hated the idea of social media. I was like, this is so stupid. There's a whole real life out there. What's wrong with that? And I still believe that to a very large degree. But at the same time, there are some immense benefits about being a part of the social media community. You get to meet incredible people if you actually go out and outreach. You get to interact with some people who you would never meet otherwise. That to me is worth sacrificing a little bit of my time that I could be doing other stuff out in the real world and trying to make something happen. So at the end of the day, I could say that I gave it a shot. And yeah, you might not be thinking about starting something on social media, but you might be thinking about doing something on your own, trying to start a new business, trying to start a new club at school, doing anything in between, putting yourself out there, showing up, like I said in the first episode, always the hardest part. Once you get over that initial hump of, all right, I'm here now, I'm here to stay, and I'm comfortable with what I'm doing. Here is the most important piece of advice I'm going to give you this entire episode. If you are truly comfortable with what you are doing, you have full belief in your goals, you see the absolute vision, what the end game is, you won't be bothered by what other people have to say to you. You won't because you have full faith in yourself. They won't understand. They won't understand what's going through your head. Let me say it again. It is perfectly okay if other people don't understand you. How could they? They're not in your head. They don't know what your ambitions are. They don't know what you aspire to be. It's going to be in the beginning, friends, family, people that you went to school with, all these people who are close to you, who are viewing you from close by, and they might be whispering in your ear like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you doing that? Just let it be. They're not going to fully understand. You got to do your own thing. You got to go out and make things happen. It's difficult at the beginning. It really is. But I'm telling you, once you show up and you get 
into that rhythm, it gets a lot easier. That has certainly been a long-winded intro for just the announcement that I wanted to make today. And I think it's very fitting with the theme that we're talking about for today's show. And I'm so excited that I get to announce the new direction for the show. It's something that I wanted to do from the very beginning. But again, just having that initial outreach was the hardest part for me. Actually taking the time to say, hey, would you want to be interviewed on my show? That was a bit scary for me. I've never interviewed anybody before. People didn't even know that I was doing this. I'm starting with my friends. I gotta get, I gotta start somewhere, right? I wanted to start with my friends. I thought for me, that would be a great place to start. I think we can have some great conversations and I'm so excited that the first interview will be airing next week. Yes, as much as I love using this as my own personal diary, I love even more the idea of getting to interact with amazing people and learn from them. That's the most important piece for me is just learning from them. There's so much to gain from interacting with other people. I think more than just kind of talking to the camera. So yes, next week will be the first episode of the first interview. I'm so excited. You all are going to hear some different perspectives. And let me tell you, this first interview is with one of my closest friends. We had a great discussion. I think you're really going to love what you guys have to hear in this first episode. Every episode, every single one opens up a new opportunity to see the world in a different way. I think that's the most beautiful thing. All of us have different stories. We see the world in a different way. And just getting to learn from as many people as possible, that's exciting for me. That's so exciting for me. Every interview show that I've watched always has that one thing about it that separates it a little bit from the other ones, right? Hot Ones does it amazingly. Hot Ones has the hot wings. They ask the guests. They're doing their little shindig. It separates it. It's so unique. Other shows have that one segment that they do, a a type of question that they ask. So I thought about what do I want to do to make this type of interview style a little bit different, make it stand out a little bit. And I thought about it. I gave it some thought and I thought of a question that really fits the overall theme of the show. And I want to make it the staple for the interviews going forward. If you see the wonderful, let me just take a second to thank the creator of the wonderful new artwork for the show, my very close friend, Michael Bottega. He is an amazing photographer. He loves nature. He loves real estate. He is so good at what he does. Go follow him on Instagram. It's at Bottega Photography. I'll have that linked down in the description for the video, linked in the show notes for today. He did such an amazing job with all the photos that I've ever seen. And for me personally, I cannot thank him enough. It was so generous of him to do this for me. If you take a look at the new artwork, you'll see that the tagline has changed a little bit. Same with the trailer. If you haven't checked out the trailer for the show, we've changed it around a little bit. Instead of being a podcast to remember the good, I wanted to change up the wording. You only get so much wording to work with. It's now finding the good in all things. That is always what I wanted this to be about. Finding the good in the times of bad, the yin and the yang like we talked about before. Finding the good in everything because it can be really difficult to do, but I think the most important thing to get us all to this place of building a solid community is being able to find the good in all things. And finding the good in all things involves us looking for the good in places that we've never expected that we would be looking, having this open mind, more open than we ever thought about. And that's why I formulated this specific question for the interviews around this idea. I'm calling it the game show question. Think of it as the price is right. 
You get the three doors. Bob Barker saying, all right, you want what's behind door number one, door number two, or door number three? You can eliminate doors. You can pick more than one door for this question, honestly. I'm not very picky, but there's three doors. Behind door number one, I want the guest to think of something that they've thought about doing for a long time. Then I want them to tell me what it is, and I want them to pass it off to me as a challenge. And I'm going to go out and do it. And the hope is that now that the guest sees that I'm going to go out and do it, they see somebody else going out and do it, they get that fire inside of them reignited, and they feel the urge to go do it themselves again. That, to me, would be awesome. If somebody who had this idea that they wanted to do can go out and do it themselves. Bring that idea back and put it out into reality. Door number two, I want the guest to think about what is that action that they take? What do they do in times of stress and worry? What is their go-to? Maybe it's going for a ride with the windows down. Maybe it's taking a long shower and just reflecting. Something like that. What is that thing that they do to help bring everything back into perspective? I want them to share that with me and I'm gonna take that back into my daily life and I'm gonna try it. Try some new method that I never thought about to help with those difficult times. And door number three, I want them to share somebody with me who they think would be amazing to speak to. Maybe it's somebody who they talk to in times where they need to confide, times where they need to hear perspective. Maybe it's somebody they just really enjoy being around, who they think I would enjoy learning from. All three of those aspects tie so well into the overall arching idea of the show, finding the good in all things. The added kicker for all of this is I want the guests to be really honest. It's gonna come right at the end of the interview, and most of the time, if they, if they haven't watched the show, they're not going to be expecting that it's coming. And I don't want them to feel like they're going to have to rush their answer or pick an answer that's going to have to please the audience. So when they go to pick the answer, the interview is going to cut. It's going to cut at that moment, and we're just going to have an honest discussion, me and the guest, talking about something that's truly important for them. And they're going to pass off the challenge to me, and I'm going to accept it, no matter what it is. I'm going to have to go try it. Maybe I fail, maybe I succeed, but I'm going to have to go try it. Then, when the time is right, I'll share what the guest challenged me to do. What was that thing they wanted to pass along to me? I know you might be saying, oh, that's kind of stupid. Why would you do that? I want to know in real time. I want to be able to do the challenges. And I think, yeah, I agree with you. But I want the guests to feel comfortable. I want them to have full transparency with their answer. You will find out the answer eventually down the road and we will get to do it together. But at the same time, I thought that's not interactive enough. And that's why at the same time, as the community begins to build up more and more, you and I are going to do the game show question on a continuous basis. Now, I know you might be thinking that can go bad very easily and I've thought about that too. Yeah, I know how bad that can go. <laughs> there could be, oh, what's something I really wanted to do? I really wanted you to give me $1,000 for a long time. I just never brought it up. Yeah, I can see that coming pretty easily. But at the same time, I want it to be fun. I want it to be interactive. So yeah, you'll get your trolls. You'll get your funny guys. That's going to be expected. But we can pick legitimate things that we can do. Something that you've always wanted to do. Something that works for you. Some person that you would like me to speak to. All those things. I think that would be really interactive for all of us. And at the same time, you'll know what the challenge is in real time. And if you choose to do so, we can do it together. 
and we can have some fun. Now, I've picked the first couple of challenges that I'm going to do for myself, and I don't think you're going to find them very fun, but they're important to me. They're things that I always wanted to do, and now is the perfect excuse to go out and do them because now I feel this fake sense of pressure that the audience is watching all the time, and now I feel this is a good time to do it because now I have eyes on me. I can't just go off into the corner and tell nobody that I wanted to do this, and I'd never feel any pressure to go do it. So yeah, thanks guys. Appreciate you all. With that being said, I'm going to throw out the first game show question to the audience. I'm cheating a little bit. I'm going to do two, both at the same time. They kind of go hand in hand. So what are the two things that I've thought about doing for a very long time, and I've been putting them off? Number one, I'm going to go fully sober for a year, no alcohol. I don't do anything else, but alcohol, I don't really do that to begin with either, occasionally, but one full year at a minimum. We'll see where we are in a year. One full year at a minimum, no touching. Number two, I want to run a marathon. You might be like, all these, all these post-grads run marathons. Why do they do that? Yeah, there are, there are a lot of people in the post-grad world who just run marathons. Maybe they need that competitive edge again. For me, yeah, I like being competitive, but it has a little bit of a deeper meaning for me. I'll get to that point when the time is right. Those are the two things. You're more than welcome to do them at the same time. I'd love to hear it if you did. I think that'd be absolutely crazy if you did, and power to you. But that's the beginning for me. We're still going to be able to play the game show question together. We'll add more things on, more short-term things, anything that you want. All you got to do is interact. That's all I ask from you. I would love to have an interactive community that feels comfortable throwing out ideas, going back and forth with each other, different perspectives. That's what it's all about. So hopefully we can get to that point where the community is so interactive that we're just throwing out ideas constantly, always trying to challenge each other to be better, throwing around different perspectives. That'd be all I could ever ask for. Third time, third time in the show. We're all hypocrites. We're all hypocrites. There are probably going to be some times where I'm going to try to weasel my way out of this agreement now that I started, but I've started. I've said it out loud. It's no longer a thought. Now it's out into the world, and I would love to hear your feedback on all of it. With that being said, thank you so much for checking out the show. If you enjoyed the show today, please, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave that rating. It's the best way we can spread awareness about the show, help grow that community, help make the game show question even more fun for all of us. It would be a dream. Same thing if you're on if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, leave a comment. I'd love to hear them all. All the other cool YouTuber stuff. Gotta say it. Thank you so much for checking out the show. Until next time, see ya. First interview next week. Make sure you're tuning in. See you.